Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to the 12th Juz Moments with the Quran with Mufti Abdurrahman and myself. Inshallah, you guys are doing well. Families are well. You've broken your fast. You've ate some dates, had some food. And if you haven't, um, I'm sure you guys are enjoying your Ramadan. Uh, everyone is doing well. Tell me what's going on, brothers and sisters. Where are you joining us from? How's your family? How are your children? How are your parents? Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, in a moment, I'm going to bring Mufti Abdul Rahman onto the screen. If Mufti Abdul Rahman allows me to bring him onto the screen, I'd like to have him join us. Uh, before he joins us, let me show you our Miftah mask. See this mask right here? You should wear it whenever you can. It's a beautiful mask. If you haven't gone onto Miftah website, you should go onto the website and uh, see our merch. We got some nice sweaters and some masks. I gave it. I we we had a nice uh, evening last night in Kenton, uh, Doctor Rodwan Beg's house. We gave out some masks there. Want to thank them for hosting us. But uh, inshallah, everyone is doing well. Mufti Abdurrahman, can I bring you onto the screen if he's available? I love to bring him onto the screen. Ahlan wa sahlan. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. What's going on, Mufti Saab? I missed you yesterday, Bajan. Oh, man. Everyone was telling me that you were saying that in the live screen, um, live stream yesterday that you missed me, but I, I don't believe it because you never called me after. And But it, but you know what? I, your wife told me, she said that, you know, when you're not on, my husband, you know, he sounds boring and stuff like that. So she said, let you know. Why are you exposing my wife on, on live, man? Leave her alone. May Allah bless her, may Allah protect her. You know, she's doing so much sabr with you anyways. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> How are you doing with this up? Inshallah, we're in Columbus right now. Um, I was in Mason, Ohio, Cincinnati, Mason, Ohio last night when I came on live. You left me stranded. But today I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and the uh, the brothers and sisters in this community have been taking care of me. Uh, again, I'm at someone's house uh, who is uh, an avid miftah follower in a sense they watch every single night and they, they're, they're also commenting all the time and so they're they're feeding us iftar today and yes um i'm actually the guy one of the brothers who uh it just commented he is i'm in his room and that's what he's commenting nice curtains brother yes i know they're nice curtains <laughs> so yeah he's watching he watches us mashallah so yeah they're taking care of us they, yesterday we got here last night and alhamdulillah we don't deserve the hospitality but you know, they give us more than what we deserve, and Allah's going to reward them for whatever they do for us, inshallah. We cannot, um, we cannot thank them enough. You know, you're fasting, and you're a musafir, and you're a mufti azam, you know? So when you make dua for these people, man, people are getting lucky, so make dua for me too. No, mashallah. These, people, these, brothers, these brothers and sisters deserve more than just our dua. Inshallah, Allah give them happiness in this world and thereafter. All the, especially, we you know, we're at Sheikh Ammar's father's house. Sheikh Ammar's father's a OG, you know? Abu Samir. May Allah bless him, may Allah protect him, give him health and afiyah, may Allah protect them all. I mean, I, all we can do is make dua. You know the Ansar, when they came to, Muhajirin came to the Prophet and they said, مَا رَأَيْنَا قَوْمْ أَحْسَنَ بَدْلًا فِي كَثِيرٍ وَلَا أَحْسَنَ مَوَاسَةٍ فِي قَلِيلٍ We've never seen a group of people that are so generous when they have, they just give without even counting. And when they don't have, they deal with us fairly. They just, even then they're so generous. Uh, we are afraid that the Ansar are going to take all the reward. 
in Akhirah because they're the ones that did the support. They did everything they, they did to support us. And the Prophet ﷺ As long as you pray for them and you, you thank them, you can be part of that reward also. So it's always important to thank people that do you favors that um, help you in any any circumstance, any, any even a small level or a large level. But our job is to make sure we are grateful for their service and their support. And and that's it, man. If you can't thank people, you can't thank Allah. And if you thank Allah, Allah will give you more. So I'm thankful. You know why? Because I'm sitting with you today. Okay, brother. Don't, well, don't I'm supposed to get a better response. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, you know, I'm thankful that you're here, but you know, we're not, we're not, we're not in the same wavelength. You're supposed to, I'm supposed to butter you. You're supposed to butter me. Is it? That's the script. No, but then it's my first time seeing you with a turban. This whole uh, in the moments of the Quran this year, you know, that's mashallah. Yeah, you know, good. doing good. You know what happened? I saw you guys. I saw you guys with the turban. I got jealous, and then today, Juma, Juma. You know, I feel religious. Friday. <laughs> Mashallah, Bajan. Mashallah. You're looking good, Bajan. Let's, uh, Let's go. Off, this up. Let's go. This up. We're finally back. To, we, we, we missed last two days together. The day before, we went to the Rohab. Yesterday, I was alone. So I, I'm, we're, it's great that we're back on together. And inshallah, we can stay out together as long as it's possible online. Every single, inshallah, I'll get back tomorrow. And I'll be back in my regular setting for a few days, inshallah. So I'm, I promise I'm going to be around more, inshallah. Inshallah, Bajan. Jazakallah khair. So, Bajan, we're on the 12th juz. And uh, the 12th juz, we have um, Surah Hud in, in, the, in the 12th juz. And then we have Surah Yusuf. I think we should leave Surah Yusuf for tomorrow. And mm -hmm. we spoke about it last year as well. I mean, you can talk about Surah Yusuf for a whole month. It's not enough. But we'll, we'll, we can talk. We're, we will not highlight anything of Surah Yusuf today. Uh, what we can do is speak about Surah Hud, which, is, uh, which takes up almost three quarters of the 12th juz. Something, Bajan, that I found uh, interesting in the 12th juz and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna make you speak about it because uh, it's, this is something that's that you, this is your you, one of your good topics favorite topics. She she someone saying dudpati finally, but then uh, thanks to uh, Dr. Fuad's wife and the family they one of the people that watch us on um, they made chai for me for the first time in six days. I didn't drink no dudpati for six seven days. So um, you know I, mean? I, I I had to make my own dudpati today. Oh, your your family's at home. I'm at home, so I had to iftar alone today. It was oh, good, you no. know. Bichara, 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 munnu, munnu. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead, man. So, don't feel sorry 12, for me. In the 12th Joseph, yeah. when you start, it starts with a powerful verse. And then I see something that it's trends throughout the 12th Joseph till, till uh, the end of the Surah Hud. Uh, the one of the last verses about. Uh, that is the last few verses um, of Surah Hud and where Allah SWT is telling us that um, I have I have sent all these stories of the prophets in the Quran right? so yeah. that so, in, so until that verse, I saw something that trends throughout the whole Juz, which is one thing, and I want to speak about this, and this is also prevalent in the story of Nuh because 
this this uh, this surah, even though there's a surah that's titled Nuh, but this surah, it it demonstrates the last moments of Nuh alayhi son and his nation mm. um, more explicitly than any place in the Quran. Then you have the story of Hud alayhi his nation ila ad. Then you have wa thamud saliha. Then you have the story of Ibrahim alayhi being greeted by the angels who came to give him glad tidings of Ishaq alayhi and they were going towards the nation of Lut to destroy Lut alayhi nation. So then you have you have a small story of um, Musa alayhi a few verses about that. So you have different stories of prophets. What's common among all these prophets, Bajan? This is something that I, I, I've been thinking about for the last few weeks. I spoke about it recently in Kentucky as well, but it comes in this juz because it even starts with this first verse starts with this, which is this. I'm going to give you an example of what, what, what I want to speak about today. Human beings, when we are in control, we feel comfortable. And when we're not in control, we don't feel comfortable. So for example, I give an example. This happened a few nights before we left. Our student Mahmoud, he has this new scat pack and it was suhoor time. And I said, let me drive the car. And, he, and, and we were getting late for suhoor. I mean, suhoor, you have to eat before time comes, before time, you know, time leaves. So we're going to go from Warren to Dearborn to eat suhoor with all the students. So I jump in the driver's seat and I'm driving. And again, I'm not telling anyone to drive like that, but I'm driving really fast, 9,500 miles an hour. You know, no, what, what are you doing that for, man? I mean, it was we, it was a new car, and it was you know I was. Well, why, why you say why you say this on live, man? This is dangerous. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, driving fast, and you know, I didn't feel uncomfortable because I could control the steering wheel. I'm controlling the car. I had I had felt I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. I get to the Dearborn, you know, we eat suhoor, and then now we have to get back in time. And I'll Dearborn, Dearborn. When you said city of Dearborn, say with some adab, Dearborn Sharif. <laughs> dear Basharitiga. So uh so I you know we we get there, we eat, and then when we're about to leave, we're only 20 minutes left till Fajr Salah, 5:40 was Fajr at my eye. I tell Mahmoud you drive. And I had to finish my you know the tilawah for that day. This this guy drives the same speed as I was driving on the way back. He's driving really fast. But the whole time he was driving, my heart was in my stomach. Okay, what was different? We were driving the same car, same roads. Same variables, everything's the same. But when I was driving, I felt comfortable. But when he was driving, I felt uncomfortable. Because human beings, we are control freaks. When we when we control things, we feel more comfortable. And when it's not in our control, we feel very uncomfortable. We feel like we feel uneasy about things, right? Correct. Allah in the first verse of this juz, and then throughout the stories, Allah, Allah, He explains to the human beings that. With Allah, it's different. With Allah, is different. Allah, the more you give Allah the control, the more comfortable your life will be. And the more you take control from Allah, the more uncomfortable your life will be. It's the opposite. Wow. We don't control anything. The more you give Allah the control, Allah, you control everything. I, I'm just here, you know, going to ride, try my best to do things. The more you give Allah the control, the more your life becomes comfortable. It's the exact opposite. And Allah is teaching us this in this juz. There's nobody in the world that Allah has already already destined, written for them their sustenance. Your sustenance is not in your control. How much you make, how much you lose, what businesses do good, what stocks do good, none of that's in your control. You know, some people, Mishra Khamar gave this example the other day. So, subhanAllah, you know, um, 
he said like some people like they, they they when the stocks go up they sell it and then they're like and then a week later it goes down and they're all excited see you should listen to me i knew it was gonna go down so i pulled it out habibi like you don't have any control over anything one announcement it goes down small yeah. things you have the, the the this idea of i have no control you know this is that statement we mentioned last year that if you don't if you do not know the address of your sustenance know that sustenance knows your address subhanallah it's going to come to you so but then that first verse it when i read it it teaches me that and then when you look at the stories of the prophets what is all what do all the prophets say in the stories bajan we're not asking for anything we're not asking for anything like i've i've i have conveyed my message right and i my job is only to convey i don't control anything else i don't control anything else i can't do anything else my job is to just convey the message and i've conveyed the message i don't control you accepting islam i don't control my children becoming great i don't control anything my job is to just Leave everything in Allah's control and do my part. Yeah, so, that's what that, like when you say that. Wala akulakum indi khazainullah. Wala alamul ghayb. Wala akulakum inni malak. He's like the Prophet said, we have no control. I don't have the treasures of God. I don't know the unseen. Sometimes when a person becomes righteous, someone thinks, oh, maybe they have control over our lives. No, not even a scholar. Not no peer. Like Mufti Sahib, have you seen a bigger peer on a peer buzurg than me? Never. خلاص. And I'm saying I have no control of myself. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, okay. so, so like, what Like, nobody knows the unseen. Like, you know, no sheikh, no peer, nobody, nobody knows anything. Only Allah. Allah says, and the Prophet Muhammad says, I'm not saying I am an angel either. Like, he's like, he, I'm not an angel. So, Allah knows everything you're going through. So this is these were the slogans of the pious. Subhanallah. This is verse number 31, chapter 11. But Jen, look, we're gonna get into the story of Nuh right now. That's that's and, and you look in even if you look at the last statement of um Huda what did he say in the last verses? He's saying about the control thing. I don't control it, I don't I don't do anything. I'm just my job is to convey the message. I the Prophet used to say. Allahumma hadha juhd wa alayka tuklan. Oh Allah, this is my uh, this is my effort, and the results are in your hands. Yeah. The, the, the results are not in my control. Wa hadha dua wa alayka lijaba, and this is dua and acceptance in your hands. Umar al-Khattab used to say uh, that I do not carry the burden. I'm not I'm not worried about my dua being accepted. I'm just worried about making dua myself. Like acceptance of dua is in Allah's hands, but I have to make. I make dua. I'm more. I'm more worried about that. I'm not concerned about the acceptance. I'm more it's, concerned. It's like, it's like someone. You know, I'm not sure if I can get my application. So just put your application. Khalas, exactly. And so, b- before we get into the story of Nuh how that becomes a, becomes a manifestation of this. In the last few juz, we we read. You are not in control of these things. These things happened because Allah made it happen. You cannot guide who you want. Al- guidance is in Allah's control. Yep. Oh Allah, our limbs, our bodies, everything's in your control. And we are admitting it's in your control. So once you once we have admitted that it's in your control, oh Allah, then you just take care of it, man. Make me make everything good. You know that one doctor that you know he started working passionately in the ER, or I think the, I think he was working in the ICU or somewhere. 
And uh, he said, I used to get so sad after building a relationship with the patient. Of course, it teaches this in medicine, but you know, you build a relationship, you're a human, other human that you build a relationship. 20 years, you're his doctor, 10 years, you're his doctor. You've been seeing them going through the, the, the ups and downs of their life, their family. Sometimes they tell you their stories, you know? And uh, he said, when people would die, I would get for so sad. And then someone would come into OR or in, you know, into the hospital. And we're like, man, this guy's not going to make it. We'll do the gallbladder or the kidney or whatever. You know, the surgeries will get done. And then people, there was no chance for this patient to walk out. That after years of experiencing, I stopped getting sad when people died. And I stopped getting really excited when people survived. Because I realized, just do your part. Life is in Allah's hands. Like, exactly. It's like even as a physician, like you're in the OR, you're, you're, you're doing your, you're operating, but you just can't really, the final decision, like every time a patient comes to a doctor, someone has COVID, he's on a ventilator. May Allah give shifa to those who are sick. I mean, you know, it's, it's very bad in India, Mufti Sahib. Have you seen the news in India? It's very, very bad. May Allah make it easy. It's bad all over the countries in Bangladesh, in the Middle East, everywhere it's COVID is spreading. We have to be careful. And we have to take care of our elders and may Allah give shifa to those who are sick and remove the hardships upon people. Say, I mean, brothers and sisters, you know, so when you have, we have so many friends whose fathers are in, on ventilators right now who've, who've died because of COVID. Mothers have passed away. I saw a friend of mine whose father, whose mother and brother both passed away in the last two weeks from COVID. Just like this, you know, very sad. So when we, when you sit next to the doctor and you ask the doctor, doctor, like, tell me, you're asking the pulmonologist. You're asking the, you know, the the, the, the doctor, the disease infe infectious disease doctor. What's going on? What's going on? And they they just, you know, what they say. They can't assure you. Like make dua. Like we don't know. Like it can go both ways. We've seen people with this much uh, little oxygen or or you know this many problems, uh, underlying conditions come out perfect. Ninety year old people, and we've seen a twenty six year old coming in with no symptoms. Bam! You know he had some breathing problem, lungs, and fell short of, of air and breath. Didn't make it through. Subhanallah. Even the experts in their field, when it comes to like details, they're like, we, we can't, we can't assure you. Nothing's under control. Nothing's under control. You know, so it's like, what is it? What the in, interesting thing about the word Islam, Muslim is, is Muslim and Islam mean means the one who submits to the control of Allah. Like we submit, oh Allah, aslamna, khalas, we don't have any control over anything. Allah, yeah. you are the one who is in control of everything. And you know, the people... Of course, we have to make the effort. So we said about risk. We don't have any control over it. It's in the hands of Allah. So people say you have to use asbab. You know, you have to. And we're not going to talk about that too much detail. Over and the hadith that everyone loves to quote. Muftiab, I can't hear you. Oh, I couldn't hear you for a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Can you see me? Okay. Yes. The the, the hadith that everyone loves to quote is "Iqal wa tawakkal." You know. Tie your camel and then you know then rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then rely on his control. Everyone, you know, you probably heard it during the COVID, this is like everyone's saying this. And my little my little twist to that is that's you have to, but make sure you don't tie the camel so hard that it, it chokes out when you get back. Like like leave it, like at least it should be standing there. Like you're spending too much time tying it, making sure what rope is good for it, where you have to put it. Like you know, the emphasis is not on what type of rope you're supposed to tie it with. The emphasis is make sure you make the effort. But the emphasis should be on making sure that Allah is in control. Allah You know, Allah is saying that the, the summary of everything that I gave to the people of the past is that 
Do not let anyone be the controller, the one who's speaking on your behalf, except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, your life will be uncomfortable, unpleasant. It will only be comfortable when you do that. I love your twist. I love your twist. With this up, um, let's go to Nuh alayhi salam. We have in the, in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, in the story of Nuh, but John, what, what is what is manifest in the story of Nuh? What did Nuh I mean, you would think, you would think like you would think like as a prophet, you have the autonomy to make sure your children come out righteous. Like in like it's like a rich person, I have to make sure my children come out rich. And like it's there are chances, but you know, like we don't know what's gonna happen, you know. And may Allah, may Allah protect someone can get into drug addiction, right? Someone can get into this, someone can get into this. It's not in our control. Nuh salam, who is a prophet of Allah, sent for nine. Like he lived there for so long. Like um, he just calling his people, his and he's now trying to call his child, you know, to his Islam. People made a joke of him. We're not gonna focus on the story of Nuh salam. I wish we can do like a Miftah can do like a, a three four hour seminar on Prophet Nuh. He's such a fascinating person to talk about because it's really you know kathabat in Surah Ghafir. Allah says Allah only mentioned Qawm Nuh because that is a hard story to understand. Like Prophet Sallam, you know people are denying you, but Nuh salam. Allah said, Ahzab, other prophets, like other nations that got received prophets. But Allah specifically said, Nuh in Surah Ghafir. And He said, Nuh was denied by every person except for like 85 people and then his own son. This story is probably one of the saddest stories in the Quran. My four year old son, when he was four, Hassan, when he heard this story the first time, he couldn't hold his tears. He hugged me for the next two weeks. He's like, man, like. It was so it was so heavy. I never understood the magnitude of the story till my child brought it like to that attention, like a father and a son relationship. You know, like you're not losing your son into a car accident. May Allah give Jannah to all those who have passed away. You're not losing your father to COVID or your mother from COVID. Like, child, they go to Jannah, but losing your child and they lose their iman. That's man. Go ahead, Muftisab. Tell us what happened. No, it's just so. Yeah, you're right about the story. This story teaches us. And his son was a person like we have so many parents who are watching. You know, we have we have you know parents right now. We have future parents. We have remember this. All we could do is make work as hard as we can. You know, put all the eggs in the basket, but a basket of Dean. Try our best, right? But at the end of the day, know that. Instead of spend, you know, instead of waste, wasting too much energy talking about the negative and seeing what we did, keep, spend positive energy with Allah because at the end of the day, it's in Allah's hands if this person is going to become what you want them to become or not, whether they become righteous or not. I mean, I see with parents sometimes they've done everything. I mean, I'm sure Nuh Hassan did everything. Everything. He did every. He's a prophet. He did everything. There's times where you do everything and it's still, it, it, it's still not. It was not written for that person. You know, when someone does something good. It's it's some it's in Allah's hands. So for us who are who, those of us who are righteous, who are watching today, who are you know reading Quran, we should be so grateful that Allah blessed us with this because it's not enough. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, bi ni'matil Islam wa kafa bihi ni'ma. Alhamdulillah. When the people of Jannah go into Jannah, they will say, Alhamdulillah, alladhi hadana lihaza wa ma kunna linahtadi lawla an hadana Allah. Allah. 
Yeah, it's Allah. We even the people of Jannah when they get there, they're gonna thank Allah for it. So we should be so grateful, so grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity to listen, to to be here, to be in the month of Ramadan as Muslims, as believers, because it's not in our control. That's the first thing that we have to think about. It's in Allah's, it's, it's in the hands of Allah, whoever Allah gives Hidayah to. In the story of Nuh alayhi salam, the his son, he was, you know, he was hidden the whole time. The Mufassirin say that that he never exposed his disbelief till the last minute. Wow. That's why the story comes. Nuh Hassan thought his son's coming along the whole time. Wow, he, he was know, shocked. He was shocked. وَنَادَى نُوحُ الرَّبَّهُ No, before that, he says, إِرْكَبْ مَعَنَا وَلَا تَكُمْ مَعَ الْكَافِرِينَ Yeah, he says, قَالَ سَأَوِي He says, it goes, right here, وَهِيَ تَجْرِيبِهِمْ فِي مَوْجٍ كَالْجِبَالِ وَنَادَى نُوحُ نِبْنَهُ وَكَانَ فِي مَعْزِلٍ يَا بُنَيَّ اَرْكَبْ مَعَنَا وَلَا تَكُمْ مَعَ الْكَافِرِينَ He says uh, his father is putting everyone, ushering everyone onto the boat. And one, two, three, looking and making sure everyone's there. And he's missing his son. And he sees his son from the corner Move of his eyes. Move this up. Imagine that feeling when you're getting your whole family onto like a train or airplane. And then your child's missing at the airport. Allah, Man. unbelievable! The heart just drops. Yeah, and so he misses. He's, he can't see his son. So he's. That's why, like you know, why is the story mentioned like this? Because Mufassirin said that he did not know his of his disbelief till that moment. He says, "Oh my son, wow. I didn't. On. I didn't know that. This is the first time Mufti's up. This is why you Mufti Azam. No, no, but then come on, man. He said, j- j- "Jump on the boat. Where are you going? Don't be. Don't go with the disbelievers." He says. He says, oh, my dad, I'm, just, I, I'm gonna, he's looking at it with his own angle. I'm going to climb this mountain and hide myself in this cave and I'll be fine. The water won't touch me over here. Subhanallah, he says, today, Allah will not protect anyone. And even then, Nuh knew that the one who does not believe will not be protected. But he still put istithna. Maybe Allah will have mercy on him because he's my son. So he said, Illa marrahim, except for the one who Allah has. But he knew the ones who disbelieve, this is the day. Uh, this is the day, this is the day of the truth. And then, subhanallah, wow, wow comes from many reasons in the Quran. But over here, you know, the Nahween say that this wow comes in the meaning of suddenly, all of a sudden, hala, as they were having this conversation, subhanallah, not even that his son went to the, you know, the cave. And it happened later, Allah informed him. Like it happened with Ibrahim Islam's father. Ibrahim Islam said, okay, I'm going to leave you. And yeah. then he left him. And then afterwards, uh, afterwards he told him, he's not going to accept Islam. This is like right in front of you. Subhanallah, like a wave came and took him away right in front of the father. That's wrong. That's painful, man. Yeah. That's painful. Then, 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 Subhanallah. Look at the words of the Quran explaining how Nuh how much pain he was in. But then, yeah. you, me, Muhammad Aziz, none of us, none of us, can feel the pain of our brother Muftid al Wahhab, um, who actually was just going towards Munir on October fifth to see if our brother Sheikh Abdul Rahim was there, and he saw the ambulances, police cars on on the right hand side, and he said, you know what? Let me go check out what's going on. And as he goes closer to the place where all these police cars, the, the officers and the fire trucks and ambulances were, he sees his own brother's car. Like, subhanAllah, I mean, like, 
but then I've never seen someone screaming with that much pain, man. Like, you know, of course, Alhamdulillah, our brother wasn't there at that time, but he was there, man. It's it's like the pain in this man's, you know, heart and mind must be another level, you know? You can still see it. You can still see it in his eyes. See it, you know, like when you see it happening in front of you, like, like it's it's another, it's not something else, man. It's something else. He saw, he was there, he saw his brother's car. And then you know, and and um, you know, and he he goes to the other side. He falls on the sidewalk, and the you know the people are trying to get the cops are trying to help him out now. And then he comes running back. I don't know how he had the heart to come drive back to the school, which is a few minutes away. Then I heard him screaming, and I was just like, "Man, like this like, up, man. Move this up. Just go ahead, man. You can't, you can't do this, man. Just go ahead." So with this up, let's do this new Islam story. Honestly, this is so heavy. The, he gets, he gets like he sees his son, like you know, right in front of him being destroyed, right? Like, I mean, no Islam calls, yeah, not even, not even like, not even da'a rabba. Da'a means he made dua to Allah. I mean, at this situation, you, you just can't control people, they have to scream, they have to scream, nada, like, to scream. nada like, means yelled, screamed. I'm trying to just you know make vocalize the 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 words. Oh Allah, my my son was this. This was from my family. And your truth, your in your promises is true. And then and you're the you're the most just. And Allah says, "Qila ya Nuhu, innu leisa min ahlik. Innu amalun ghayr salih. Fala tasalni manasirka bi ilm. Oh Nuh, he was he's not from your family because it's not the blood that puts you ties you together." But it's the kalima in your heart that brings you together. It's wow. the it's iman that brings you together. It's iman and kalima that brings enemies together. And it's the lack of iman and kalima that separates even brothers. So it's not blood. How many times you see blood brothers and sisters who cannot stand each other? And how many times you see people who are not from the same brother and uh, same mother and father, but through iman and taqwa, they are inseparable. So it's not the blood that brings you together, but it's the good deeds that you share among each other that bring you together that those things that are common be between you so yeah. he said no he's not you know um so that's why from this story bajan again we come back to where we started from today it, allah shows us the ummah ummah and also the prophet all of us that these some these are things are not in your control it in your whatever is in your control you got to do that but everything's in allah's control yeah. we have to we have to facilitate to have the right schools for our children the right upbringing the right teachers the right peers, the right friends. We have to monitor what they're watching, what they're seeing, what we're doing. A lot of times we're like, I want to make sure my child is not watching something wrong. But we also have to make sure we're not doing anything wrong because that affects our children. So, subhanAllah, we have to facilitate all the best, you know, for our daughters and our sons. If you have two daughters and you raise them correctly, you know what the reward is, Mufti Sab? What's the Please reward? Please tell us. You don't have any daughters, right? No, you know, it's the, the reward. This is why I want one more daughter because I have one daughter, um, and I have two sons. I want one more, you know. But um, see what happens. Um, it's 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 the Prophet's company in Jannah. Like this, right? Hatayni fil Jannah. Two daughters. It's there's that's the reward. Like you know, we're talking about going to Medina. We love Medina. Love your daughters. Love your daughters, raise them correctly. You will be with Sahib Medina fil Jannah. Allah. You will be with the one resting in Medina and Jannah. That's amazing. You're going to go to Medina for four days, which is amazing. But imagine being with him forever in Jannah. 
La ilaha illallah. For raising your daughters correctly, for raising your sons inshallah correctly. So this is very important. Like we can't, we, we can't just say Allah, you know, Allah, Allah, Allah smiling, Allah, 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 Allah take care of them. Allah, Allah, fi amanillah. Allah hafiz. <laughs> like, fi amanillah. Allah, Allah, Allah unko taqwa parhiz gari de. Allah unko taqwa parhiz gari. Like, yeah, come on, man, fly a kite. You, you can't, you can't facilitate the entire dunya for them, for their careers and education and then and, and, and pray for them and, and not do the same thing for akhirah. Right? Like this, the measures that we put in for their success of dunya, they have to be equally measured the same way for akhirah. And they're not going to lose anything. That's the best part. They're yeah. going to be good. They're going to be educated. They're going to be successful. But they're going to be upright Muslims. That's what we need. And, and if it doesn't work out, we did our best. But do you know, if a child comes out wrong, we're accountable for it too. Yeah. If we don't raise them correctly, so we have we have both responsibilities for our sons and our daughters, for ourselves. May Allah raise us and protect us. May Allah make us parents the best role models. When did when does it when does it start with this up? When are we supposed to, supposed to watch over our children? Be, when, from before we even get married. Yeah, before we get married. Is that when Sheikh brought his child to the uh, when someone brought the child to the Sheikh and said, "Make dua my child becomes like you." Sheikh is too late. You're supposed to worry about the child before coming. To this world, the child comes to this world. Yeah. And it's it's not fair that a child has to come to a house where there's bad language, there's uh, bad uh, you know influence around him from movies to technology, and we're not there to give them protection. It's just not fair for a child to come to this dunya. So we have to make sure we, we give them the best. They're innocent kids that are coming to this world, and we have to be the best parents, inshallah. Allah save us from such painful moments like Nuh salam. But you know, you know why? Why did Allah bring this story? I'll tell the, the crowd this. Allah brought the story of Nuh salam and Ibrahim salam with his father, to for a lesson for us, but more importantly to comfort the Prophet sallallahu And Allah subhanahu wa taala says that in the end of the in the end of the surah, right? All these stories, Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa taala loves the Prophet so much. He says, "وَكُلَّنَّقُصُّ We just want to let me want you to feel easy because you know, it's. It's not in your control to guide your uncle. I know it's painful. You know, Ibrahim That ayah over there, it's around Ibrahim. Yeah. You know, like it's about Ibrahim in Abu Talib. Abu Talib, the Prophet says you can't make Allah says you can't make dua for Abu Talib. So this this ties in to also make this relevant for the Prophet because he's having a painful experience. With all of his friends, relatives who are not accepting his message, he's doing his best. In the day, he dies in the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. May Allah guide us. May Allah keep us in the right path. May Allah protect our children, protect our protect those who are parents, make us the best examples. Allahumma Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhuriyatina qurata ayun wa jalla muttaqin imama. We entrust Allah with all of our affairs, and we know that Allah is the best wakil, and He will take care of all of our needs. Jazakumullah khair mufti sahab. I want to remind remind everyone one more time that um, if you guys have not seen the Miftah portal, um, if there's if the crowd here has signed up to the Miftah portal, you need to see what the Miftah portal is right now. Right now. Um, inshallah. You go and you see what the Miftah portal is. You're going to be amazed. You have access to hundreds of hours of content, um, uh, transcribed programs, uh, classes, and weekly more programs are being added in Ramadan every single day more programs and classes are being added so it's basically um, a portal that has we have stored 
valuable in, um, ilm, knowledge on a variety of subjects, tafsir, hadith. We're going to be posting Arabic videos, how to learn Arabic. We're going to be posting, we already have many surahs, tafsirs. And the, the dream would be to have the entire Quran tafsir. Inshallah, Muftad Rahman, he's ready for this, right? And we put the entire Quran tafsir for you, your family, and you have the whole thing on a portal, accessible. And beyond that, Quran, Hadith, Arabic, uh, Tazkiyah, spirituality, all organized. If you go onto the website, you will see it's $3.99. If you're from some part of the world that's tuning in where $3.99 is it's costly, this Instagram message us or message us will give you free access, inshallah. And like this, you have access on your self-pace. You can learn uh, Islam and grow Islam in an organized fashion. So I humbly request that you become, um, uh, you subscribe to Miftah Portal. It's just go miftahportal.com and you'll see it. Keep us in your du'as, everyone. And well, inshallah. One brother who um, put his, or one, one listener, um, or he said that his name is ZM. They, his older brother passed away in a car accident last year. So Allah will grant him genital for those with, uh, with, and make without any hisab and make his qabr garden a paradise. Um, and, you know, grant the family sabr. We, inshallah, we, if there's anything we can do for you, reach out to us. Um, you know, just reach out to Miftah. Anyone who anyone who needs any have, um, healing or comfort or even some words, please reach out to us. We will definitely be there for you at any time you need, inshallah. Yeah, it's painful, man. It's painful. I, I know the brother's pain. And um, may Allah want to give you sabr. And uh, all I can say is that we're a couple of yards away from meeting them again in Jannah, inshallah. Inshallah. I hope that comforts you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.